smoking in that rocking shit. Uh. My past life, I was a rabbi. Now I live a fast life. Drugs on standby in a circle by the campfire. Telling stories of yesteryear. Pull out the pocket mirror just to check my hair. Hit it with the comb again. What's up, guys? Welcome to the new age of the primetime podcast. I think it's the best way to say it. May change the name, may not change the name, but uh, something that, you know, kind of has been in the works, been talked about, where we've kind of had the flockery, you know, which may still happen, may kind of reboot, may be part of this, as we will talk Pelicans tonight, but something that London and I wanted to bring you as part of the Bros Who Think podcast network. So I am joined by the founder and the CEO. Of oh, you don't have to say all that, bro. You do not have to say all that. I'm just... <laughs> but you are. You are. You I are. know. And I you know. Do, but you like, you know, credit because you you do put in the work and you do all the editing, everything behind the scenes. I know we have uh, an intern that's coming in, but yeah, you know, the, the the big thing is that this is your baby. It's always been your baby, and I'm glad to be a part of it. So I'm glad to have the primetime podcast back in whatever form that is. Hopefully, this is something that will have the success that Primetime had with, with Josh, um, had the success that I think it can have and it will have, right? For so sure. I'm glad to be back into the, the host seat with you, Lyndon, and, and to be you know improving upon what we bring in terms of content. So, um, shit, man. Hell yeah, no, no, I'm <laughs> glad to be back. Like, you want to, you, what you did in version one was one of like some of the best stuff we've seen. Like, I can honestly say, that you started a trend of like guys starting LSU pods and like people saw what you did and like yeah, they started totally doing cool. it. And like, and like a lot of guys are doing it well now. And now it's time for you to get back into your seat as like one of the top LSU guys. So like, I'm excited. And it's going to be more than that though. Like we're going to do a lot of local stuff, but we're also going to do some national stuff because that's what like people want these days. But I'm excited for uh, you to, to, for you to get back doing your thing. And I'm just happy to help you along the way. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, you're doing a lot with Dave Schultz. I've been listening to y'all's show. Oh, yeah. Been off to a hot start. And, and you know, y'all cover a lot of U, of um, UL sports, and I want to talk about that, right? For sure. I want to talk about, you know, this past weekend and, and the struggles against James Madison University and, and you know, how they fared. I want to talk about how LSU fared. I want to talk about the Zurich. I got this hat today at the Zurich today, yeah. and uh, we were talking about it before. So I guess let's get into the rundown. Let's talk about some current events. I let's start out with UL since I kind of went there that way first. Rough weekend, man. Horrible. Super rough <laughs> weekend where they allow thirty-two runs and get swept. Bro, um, the thing was like it was like they were not like the LSU game was cool, and I know if UL fans listen to this, they're gonna be pissed. But like, it's the truth. That game was cool, but like it didn't matter. Like, let me not say it didn't matter. It wasn't as big of a deal in RPI as it would have been beating James Madison. I don't think they're going to beat Coastal. The team that played this weekend, not beating Coastal. Like, they needed to win the Sun Belt series to really make a dent for uh, the College World Series, the, the playoffs or whatever. Now they're going to have to probably win the Sun Belt Championship, which I don't know they can do. And look, they, they still have the potential to be an at-large bid. True. But they went from being an at-large bid after the win over LSU in the midweek to they're out of it. Yeah, first four they're out. Even la- they're not <laughs> even first four out. They're past that right now. Jeez. Which, you know, as Kendall Rogers tweeted, 
He said, uh, well, here's one way to knock yourself out of out large contention. After Raging Cajuns baseball allowed 32 runs in three games to James Madison on the road, all after beating LSU earlier in the week. That's definitely uh, at the top to at rock, not at rock bottom, but at the bottom and, and tough. There's 64 in RPI as we record this. I guarantee you tomorrow morning. They're gonna drop. Oh yeah, they're gonna probably be Absolutely. in the hundreds, bro. Absolutely. Like, so, so they so, got ro- too excited about that LSU win. They did. They did. And look, people. I mean, the common LSU fan will say they burned all their arms in the LSU game. And, and but that see, I, 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 that true, wasn't. Right? Yeah, that wasn't the case. Yeah, that's, like that. That wasn't true. Yes, they did. They burned some arms. Yes, they did. But that's not the reason that they mm-hmm. gave up 32 runs against James Madison, and, and they couldn't get the clutch hits when they needed to. Um, it's a rough weekend for the Cajuns. You know, I, I think I, – I, I like their coach, but I think that he's not living up to what he needs to. And I think that's something you'll see as the season goes along is, you know, it, you can't really compare LSU and UL baseball, but you see where, you know, Tulane's been the past couple of years where, you know, they've had successful teams, not great teams, you have to be better than that Tulane team, and I you think they to. are. I think they they are. They can be right now, um, but it's a question, you know. No, for is, sure. Like, are it's, they the second best right now in the in the state? No, I mean third uh, or fourth. Yeah, you know? and they should be the second. That I mean, that's a rich area for baseball talent. They've always had that, and you know, you see it today. You see it this weekend as. They, they couldn't get the job done against a team they should have beaten. Hey, I mean, but shout out a UL team that is a baller. Let me tell you a stat. Ooh, 79 stat. consecutive yes. series victories. What the? F- like, I'm not going to curse, but WTF. Like, oh, my God. That streak started in 2013, and it's continuing. Like, it is insane how good those girls are. And people will not appreciate this until years later when it's over. But like the uh, the you want to talk about a team that can compete with LSU? It's the softball team. Like, yes. like if there's yes. any, like UL sports, I'm sorry, UL fans listening to this, but it's the truth. You know it deep down on your side. Football can't compete. Basketball can't compete. Baseball showing it can't compete. But you know what can? Softball. Softball has a chance to host a regional. I don't know if it will because they're they're number ten right now in RPI and like. You know, some of the some of the politics and how things work, they might not let them. But if there's a team that's deserving, it's that softball team. Absolutely. And it's year in and year out. I remember when that stadium used to be much smaller than it was. And they were still doing the same thing. And they've been doing the damn thing for a hot minute. (laughs) The Um, model of consistency, man. 2013. That program program has been so successful. And they get girls that come from major colleges. Yeah. Like, this is is like a spot. They get top quality recruits. That's a place to play. I mean, they give, you know, you like one name in particular, Stormy Coltonick. I interviewed her for my for my morning show in the in, in the morning. And like, bro, she transferred, I think, from like like or like, hold on, I don't want to lie. I'm gonna pick some, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. But like names like that are girls who are transferring from big time programs. And it's like they can pull it. Like they're the legit, 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 legit. Oh, University of Washington. That's where she came from. I knew it was a big D1 school. I just couldn't think of the name of it. But, like, that team is special. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and they continue to do that. And it's like, embrace that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the fans do. 
right? The fans always show out for softball games. Always cool to see how, like I said, that stadium went from being something small to having a little section of bleachers and outfield to they, they've got a nice SD. Yeah, they do. I, I mean, they've got nice <laughs> facilities. And it's only going to get better as they improve. keep winning. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and look, you know, the people, when they talk about LSU football, they always say that they don't have to compete against anyone. When it comes to softball, Beth Tarina has somebody to compete against. And that's that a says a lot. That says a lot for the Cajun softball team. I know you don't have this on the rundown, but I got to ask you. I wrote about this today. Tim Mulkey's building a super team. Van Lith is coming to LSU, bro. Uh, and, like, if Morrow goes, Anissa Morrow, like, people were saying she, like, last year before Caitlin had the tournament, people were saying they were both the best offensive players in the country. And if LSU has Angel Reese, Van Lith, and Mo- bruh, bruh. <laughs> Kim Mulkey's setting up to win back-to-back championships. 100%. Yes. She's building... You know, people talk about Brian Kelly with culture. She's building a standard. She is for sure. A standard of excellence, a standard of champions. And, and, you know, I I didn't think that going into the tournament, this LSU team was going to win at all. I didn't think it was happening this soon. If they would have played South Carolina, that's a type of ball that they couldn't have played against. That the matchups favored them. Like, to be honest, I I thought Iowa played South Carolina well. They stuck to how they play. What South Carolina didn't do is they didn't play the way LSU played against South Carolina. Like they should South have Carolina shot couldn't shoot. They had that's the ability. The, yeah. That's they had the, the ability to. They kept trying to feed it to their bigs and mm-hmm. didn't work. They played didn't 90s work. basketball and it did not work. Iowa is a is a Golden State new age style team. Yes. LSU showed that they can play the old school and the new style, and that's what beat Iowa. And it was just beautiful. Mo look. LSU fans, y'all are gonna have a lot of great years of Mulkey. And actually, I'll show you something at the end. I got some LSU merch that I think you'll like. Nice, I'll show you at the end. Nice. But you know, so let's jump on LSU since we talked about baseball. LSU big sweep uh, in Oxford as the the number people always talk about is twenty SEC wins to be a national seed. I think twenty wins in the SEC, 21, 22, whatever LSU gets if they can continue to play well as they start to face inferior competition when it comes to the SEC uh, as they have teams like Alabama coming in this weekend. They will play against Mississippi State, Auburn, uh, Georgia, and, and to wrap up the SEC. And and those are teams that aren't Tennessee. They're not South Carolina. They're not Arkansas. I mean, LSU has played a very tough opening schedule, and, and that's why they're number one, right? They haven't lost a series. You know, I think I saw a tweet today about – the one game for the season that people will want to have seen that didn't happen was that game three against South Carolina. That never happened. But uh, LSU with the home run in the ninth by Hayden Travinsky as a pinch hitter to go up. Uh, shoot, man, I with Josh Stevenson up against the fence, almost thought Ole Miss was going to take it, but LSU is able to uh, capture the sweep. Like I said, big weekend against Alabama as they come in this weekend as they look for another sweep. Uh, the like I said, the number is 20 to get to. They're at 12. Uh, the pitching is starting to look a lot better. And, you know, the Tommy White injury, I, I saw some some antics going around about a stomach bug. You know, we'll know more tomorrow about what was going on with him as he came out of the game today. But Ty Floyd gave you his longest outing of the season. Um, uh, Christian Little, Paul Skeens, those guys pitched very well this weekend. Ackenhouse pitched well as well. 
but all three starters went over five innings. It's the first time this season that LSU has gotten that consistency. Ty Floyd almost pitched a, a, a full game. I mean, he, he pitched into the ninth, and, and that's really good to see because he's had some struggles uh, where, you know, he'll have one really good inning, early struggles for sure, game in and game out. Did not have that against this Ole Miss team. Who is fighting? They're fighting hard. Uh, they are not They are not what the team that they were last year, but they were fighting hard this weekend, trying to make something out of their season, and, and beating LSU would have done that. But uh, looking forward to seeing what LSU will do uh, this weekend against Alabama. But like you said about Kim Mulkey, Jay Johnson is building a standard, a mm-hmm. standard, and that's what is going on at LSU. Hey, the Woodward era, it's across right? the board. It's across the Woodward the board. era, absolutely, is uh, he wants champions, and that's what he's getting right now. Um, Let me LSU. ask you, I know this isn't on the thing, but I've got to ask you because we haven't talked in a while. How much pressure is on BK this year? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. Interesting. Okay, you don't think fans expect him to get back to the SEC championship? Maybe not win a national championship, but get I, at I, least I, into the playoffs? I think they expect to have a 10-win season. Okay, fair. I, I, I think that you look more so in like year three. You know, I do think that LSU is like a lot of schools that have – daunting expectations, you know, as to, you know, what will, you know, what are we going to get? Like we, we want an SEC championship. We want to beat Alabama every year. We want to have a chance to compete for the college football playoff. Do I think they have that kind of team this year? Absolutely. Yeah. They, and and Absolutely. Bama's not good this year. If we're going to keep it a stack, they do uh, not know who their quarterback is. <laughs> they don't, but I mean, we've seen it before where they don't know who their quarterback true. is. True, and true, they, true. you know, they have a freshman come in and they light it up. I, I mean, think about Clemson. Uh, whenever Trevor Lawrence was a freshman, they, they went to the college football playoff. You know, you you never know what you'll get in a freshman. But I think. But I will say seeing... the difference is with Bama. The fact that they're looking at Van Dyke at Miami shows that they don't they don't even think they got a freshman. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like absolutely. that's the issue. Where normally I'd be with you, like absolutely. yeah, you, you don't know who's behind there. But the fact that Nick Saban is like doing press conferences, basically telling people, hey, the transfer portal's a two-way streak. You don't just have to yeah. leave. You can come in. That tells me, like, when have you seen Nick Saban beg for players to come? That tells me he's worried. Well, you know what I do think that you see, though, and I think George has done an excellent job of doing it, and I've said it on this pod before, back in the day, that players have always gotten paid, that NIL didn't change a whole lot. What NIL did change is not, not having to worry about getting caught. And and it's leveling the playing field, especially in college football. You know, people thought that, you know, oh, X university would bring all these guys in. Look, A&M did it last year where they brought all these recruits in. They've lost a decent number of those guys. I mean, Harris came over to LSU as a five-star cornerback that uh, Denver Harris was a guy that LSU was targeting, decided to go to A&M. Who knows what, what NIL had to do with that? I think there's a lot of, you know, speculation about how that played into it i think there's pretty obvious speculation that you can make but i I do see that things are starting to get more even across the playing field you know clemson clemson's a great example right you know florida state is a good team this year um they beat lsu last year uh down in new orleans lsu gets to play them this year out in orlando um i mean we'll cover the hell out of that game once it comes up but I do think that Florida State, other teams in the ACC, teams in the Big Ten, in the Big 12, across the SEC. Even the board. 
it's evening the boards, evening the playing. Especially field. when coaches don't want to change, and that's why we see the, the I decline mean, look, in Clemson. Look at, look at what Coach Prime's doing in Colorado. Facts. I mean, it's you know, as much as I want to ignore what's going on out there, you can't mm-hmm. absolutely can't. But I, I, you know, I, I just it's exciting to see what LSU's doing right now. I mean, you've got top ten teams in track. You've got top ten teams in women's basketball, yeah, and baseball, softball's been playing very well, and they're right outside the top ten. I think they may actually be a top ten team, but they're right in that area. And once about- McMahon gets his feet under him, I think Football. the basketball team's gonna be good too. We'll talk about McMahon another day. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about McMahon another day. But you know, he's bringing in quality transfers. You he know, is. this team will have improvement from last year. Their their biggest problem, and you know, I'll give my five second spiel. Their guards couldn't score the ball, and, and it's hard to play in a league. I mean, like the NBA, it's a make or miss league, and when your Facts. guards can't score, they can't create shots. Uh, you take L's. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can't. You can only play so much defense. You know, That's they won't I mean. be able to play defense this year. Hey, it sounds <laughs> like sounds like the Pelicans. <laughs> offense, offense will be much better, but. So that, that's my spiel on LSU. We will cover a lot more LSU going down the stretch. We'll talk more UL going down the stretch, as I know that's where London and I draw most of our listeners from. But something that we started Primetime Podcast, to be honest, I don't even remember if we had a name the first three episodes, but what we did Probably talk not. a lot about was the Twin Towers, DeMarcus Cousins and AD. We talked about the Pelicans, and this Pelicans team is something we need to talk about. So, Lyndon, I I know I listened to some of your take on the Bros Who Think podcast, but I kind of want to rehash it out. You know, what was your biggest takeaway coming away from the season? Oh, it's yeah, it was a failure, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like it, it was a tale of multiple seasons. Yes. Like, it makes it in people uh, like people who are Pelicans haters will come back and say, haha, I told you so. It's like, no, you didn't. You did not tell me so. This team showed you when healthy, there are one seed. Uh, well, you can't say when healthy. What do you mean you can't say when healthy? Like they showed you its capabilities. But in the second half, it was Willie Green showing his, his youngness as a coach. Like I'm not one of those people that's saying, get rid of Willie Green. I think it's you bring on another veteran coach to like, help him with some of them decisions. Uh, but also we had no shooting when Josh Richardson is taking most of your threes. It's a problem. Like uh, CJ's playing through injuries. BI got going towards the end. We weren't drawing up plays for Trey Murphy and Jonas Valanciunas yeah. was just didn't even need to be there. Like if you're not giving Jonas the ball to score, he's not playing defense and they weren't giving him the ball. So he wasn't playing defense and Willie Green didn't like him. They need to make changes. A get a center that plays the defense Willie Green wants and can stretch the floor, B, shooting, shooting, and more shooting. But the main thing is Zion got to get his head together. Because if not, if, if, if our guys can't be healthy, it's not going to work. Yeah, man. I Look, um, Zion is the biggest centerpiece of it all, right? And trying to figure out what's going on with that. You saw with CJ when he came out in the show, and he pretty much called Zion out. Zion Him and Larry up, Nance. <laughs> showed up, right? And, and he did that again this year, you know. Um, I fully plan to have guys that we have had on the past, uh, on the show in the past, guys like Schmidt, guys like Jake, and talk to them about it as you know the offseason progresses. We see what happens in the draft, free agency, etc. This team will shake up. That, but the one guy you mentioned who bothers me to no end as to why we didn't see him get more involved was 
Jonas. I mean, you have a game against a team in OKC that can't do anything against Jonas, and you sit him for most, if not the entire third quarter. Like, there are certain things that Willie Green does. He's a great motivator. He's a great coach, right? He's still a young coach. He's a young coach. He needs that help on the bench. Uh, You see that the Pelicans lost some guys from their coaching staff. They need to bring some more in. I agree. They they do well defensively, but what they need is they need more offensive uh, knowledge and experience and how to make this team – look, share the ball, obviously a huge thing. Stop the turnovers. I mean, they need to limit the turnovers, but the biggest thing you can do to stop both of the – or create – ball movement and stop the turnovers and stop playing ISO ball. Right. And you can't do that if you don't have guys who can knock down jumpers as well. And to your point, you need you need a guy who on the bench because Willie Green's a defensive minded coach. You need someone who has an offensive mind, not just Fred Vincent who helps with jump shots. You need someone yeah. who can draw plays and help you in that in that air aspect. Absolutely. And and you know I think that you have an off-ball guard in C.J. McCollum. He's not he's not a main ball handler. I think the one of the biggest debates this offseason is going to be, do the Pelicans need a ball handler, or what do they do with C.J., right? C.J. is not a guy that a team wants to take. No, and, sure. and I think that that's something not a lot of people are taking uh, into consideration. They're not putting out there, but at $33 million, nobody wants that contract right now. Nobody fact, does. And see, I, I do to the think ball handler that, thing, I think if you get – like. A healthy Zion ch- changes that, man. Like it, it does, it, it does. But you can't play point Zion. You can't play point, you know, bi. That doesn't work, right? You do need a true ball handler. You need somebody that can create shots that can pass the ball. You know, see, and, that's and- where I think we're gonna disagree. This is gonna be interesting because this is where I disagree with you, and that's perfectly fine. We can have these two separate opinions. I think it it does work in if if he's healthy. That's the thing. Like if if he is. And see, to, in the in the reason why I think you're right as well, the best ability is availability. And if he's not there, you need someone. That's the issue. But when he's there, I mean, it, it it's perfect for both of those guys. And it and we've seen it. That's the thing. It's just like, ugh, if he's not here, you need one. So, but I do yeah. think Dyson Daniels can be that. But it's like you can't wait for his progression. Yeah, look, Dyson can be there, but it's like whose minutes do you take True. away from? True. Right. You know, I think the overall idea is Jonas is going to be gone. You have to pick up an athletic center. That's Got what today's <laughs> NBA is. Um, I do think this team can win with Jonas, though. I, I I do think that this team isn't significantly better by a- adding an athletic center. Oh, I agree I, that, but that's know. a it 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 only is because the of the way the coach does. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I agree yeah, with you. With I definitely think this style. team. Absolutely. I definitely think this team can win Absolutely. with Jonas for sure. I mean, you need someone you can dump it down to and get easy buckets, but yeah. that's not the way Willie Green wants to play basketball. You, you, you have to be able to go to your bigs whenever you need a bucket sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you can't just create ISO points. Mid-range you know, jumpers. It doesn't, yeah, no, I agree. it doesn't work, man. You I agree know, with that for sure. It, you saw it against OKC where they just ate that up and, you know, you had the option and it wasn't until the fourth quarter that you finally realized it. But I, I do think things that like a, a healthy CJ next year will help. Oh, definitely. I do think that this team, I, mean, I thought he, I thought he lost it. I was like, is he old? And when they came out and said he had a torn labor, I was like, okay, yeah. this makes but, sense. And we knew, we knew about the finger. He decided to, to play through the pain. 
Yeah. And I think that was the big message that he tried to deliver. I think that that will have good uh, impact on next season. Absolutely. I think missing a guy like Jose was huge. I think not having a healthy Larry Nance was huge. Facts. Um, but that shows you your lack of depth in, in some of those positions. It shows you your lack of depth in a ball carrier. It's or not ball carrier, ball handler. Handler, yeah. Shows, shows your lack of depth at the five position because Herb Jones should never be playing the five. I think that's a mistake. Um, Herb Jones should be guarding your best offensive player. And, and, and that's, you know, where you've seen Herb have his most success. And look, maybe Herb shouldn't be in the starting lineup. Right. That's possible too. Yeah. You know, if, if there's one thing we saw this year is that Trey Murphy deserves to be in the starting lineup. I agree. Uh, I, I think his defense is improving, but his offense is too much to sit it's on. It's too the valuable. Bench. Yeah. You can't, you can't have him on the bench and you got to draw plays for him. You can't just have him stand in the corner and let someone penetrate and kick it to him. You got to have plays for Trey Murphy. And, and look, this is Trey's second year, right? Yeah. This is Herb's second year. And we, we saw vast improvement. And I think we both saw are the most be improvement a lot Trey. better. Yeah, I think both yeah. will be a lot better next year, too. So. And, and look, I mean, we saw Trey go to the dunk contest this year. That shows that he's not the guy that just wants to sit in the corner, right? He, You saw him take the ball off the dribble and go into the paint, go to the rim, go against bigs, and have success, right? I want him to be able to, to foul create being the jumpers. I want him yes. to be able to create that jumper off the dribble. If he can do that coming into this upcoming season, we're going to be A-OK. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with that, but... I think that just goes back though to the whole discussion of the, the ball handler and what you do with that, right? Because, um, you know, I think the athletic big helps a lot, but I do think the ball handler is something that the Pelicans need to look at. And they, and they just need to figure something out, right? They need to get a player that can really help them in multiple facets, not just offensively, not just defensively, but both, right? You need a guy that's a leader. You need a guy that is there, Right. Yeah, that's available. Like you said earlier, sure. availability is the biggest thing, you know. And, and we saw it this year to where the Pelicans went from first to, to right back the where playoffs, they were last man. year. No, right? not even right back to where they were. They made the playoffs after. Well, well, but, even but worse. Same seed. Same, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah, not the same sure. seed. They they were one better, but it's like you know, if you would have told me everything that would have happened this year uh, with the injuries, just just injuries, how many games guys missed and you still finished above 500, I'd be happy, right? And I think that's something that um, that coach was trying to say, you know, in his closing comments was that this team was above 500. They didn't prove from last year, and that they did. But the feeling from last year to this year was completely Completely different, yeah. Completely 180, <laughs> because you saw what this team could be. You saw sure. what this team could do, and you saw this team struggle when they were losing – multiple games back to back to back to back to back and it was hard to watch yeah well it was hard it, to watch it was it was hard it to got watch bad during the season like it and, was and, like oh i'm gonna watch other teams like we're just gonna and, lose. And, and and for two guys that studied the game it, when it comes to basketball and understand the game like it was hard to watch you know and, and and so you just want that improved play you want the consistent play you want the availability and hopefully they can do that right hopefully mm -hmm. we see that from griffin because we have seen them bring in good guys. We've seen them sign good guys. Shit, man, we've seen them draft great That's guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people have you know? given him given a lot of flack. I don't think you can say this is David Griffin's fault. Like, yeah, he had some mistakes, but, like, he drafted Trey Murphy. He drafted Herb Jones. They found Jose. Like, they've done a lot of good things. Like, I still – I haven't given up, up on the GM or the coach. So, I'm yeah. – I'm. It, it, it's – Zion has to get healthy. 
and you got to get the athletic center and then let's see what happens and make a decision on the ball handler and let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah, and, and bring in some new coaching. Yeah, right. facts. And, and we're not talking about firing coach. No, head no, coach we're talking right about now. veteran assistance. We're yeah. talking about better presence on that bench. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll do that. I do think that they will do that. That has to be something that they specifically target. And um, and I think they will, right? So I agree. We'll get more into the Pelicans. I mean, we've got so much time between now and October. Oh, yeah. And, and then the about draft. The yeah, that's We too. have the draft. We have free agency. We have decisions on the team that has to be made between now and then. And um, look, man, uh, you know, before you know it, we'll be in the, in the summer league. But there's a lot of time between now and then and a lot of time to talk about the Pelicans between now and then. So we will hang the Pelicans up until we can get a, a um a guest to come on to kind of talk about the season. We'll probably have two or three guys to come on and talk about the season and then look towards the summer, look towards the future. And, uh, and that's where we'll be until we get some more Pelicans news. But uh, one last thing I want to talk about in terms of current, um, not so much nationally, but what's going on locally, something we talked about and just wanted three sentences. The Zurich classic needs better (laughs) players. The Zurich Classic needs more people. They need to be able to draw more people because on a Sunday, it was empty. It was empty. Heard, yeah, I, uh, heard about I think that. Saturday they had a really good crowds, and that's great to see. But you know, London asked me coming on, what what's the fuss about John Daly? John Daly shouldn't be out there. Like, yeah, there's a small five ten percent that wants to see John Daly play. Go watch him on the senior tour. Like, yeah, <laughs> go watch him at a go watch him at an event. Watch him at the pro am. He shouldn't be there. You know, and if the they, PGA they says they have players. the best, the best talent and the best thing, a- absolutely, what you're saying, absolutely, yeah. and and a lot of those guys that are on the lift tour would come to New Orleans, right? And, and you know, whoever made the scheduling, why wasn't it during the weekend of Jazz Fest? True. I think that that is a big draw for the players, for their wives, for the families to come for Jazz Fest. Why wasn't it next weekend? You know, it that just makes so much more sense to me, and I don't see how they couldn't connect the dots between A to B. Um, but the weather was good. I mean, you had rain on Friday, which really didn't affect play too much. Saturday and Sunday were beautiful, and and you just didn't see the crowds that I thought you should see. Uh, Great moment today. Sam Burns coming off of 17. The walk-on's tent was playing neck. It was cool. It was awesome. But there weren't as many people as there should have been. And and look, PGA is trying to make it to where the younger crowd is getting into the PGA, and I think that's the way that you fix golf to a degree. But – you know, to be honest, I think I saw more young people today than older people. It's I did. Crazy to I, think about. I knew a lot mm-hmm. of young. I knew a lot of people were asking for tickets that are our age and younger. Yeah. So, like, it, look, if you get the people to come play, I guarantee you there'll be people that go. And it's not an expensive event, right? I mean, like, you could get a double cocktail for eleven bucks. Like, hey, that's not that's bad. cheaper that's than, than the Superdome. Yeah, right? I was about to say it's better than SKC you know? than the Absolutely. Smoothie King singer. Absolutely, Jeez. and they <laughs> actually poured you a nice, you know. Double. <laughs> it wasn't like a, a fake know, one. A, like a, it, it wasn't a single pour. They charge you a double for you know. Facts. Yeah. And then like there's interactive things to do. I mean, even the sponsors I thought could have been better. Like there was just so much about the Zurich that I wanted to see that you didn't get to see, and a great golf style play that they played, which is exactly like the Ryder Cup. I expected to see more out there, and I didn't see it, which was disappointing. But. Let's get into another current topic as there are actually games going on right now is the yep. Nuggets and the Timberwolves are playing. Lyndon, what has been the biggest takeaway from the playoffs so far this year? Mm. And let's take each side, right? 
Let's talk about the Eastern Conference first. What's been the biggest takeaway oh, from the Eastern Conference? The Knicks. The Knicks are actually good. Like that. that <laughs> the Knicks are on. back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. Hold on. Let's not. <laughs> let's not go that far. <laughs> they have a decent team. They're a team that is a superstar away from making some like legitimate noise. Dallas yeah. is kicking themselves in their behinds for letting Jalen Brunson walk because Jalen Brunson is a legitimate second option. Like I like a legitimate. Robin to whichever Batman you get and against teams like the Cavs who aren't necessarily at because the Cavs are a very young team. They're not hitting their peak yet. You can beat that team with a Jalen Brunson right now. I guarantee you in two years when Darius Garland and Evan Mobley have grown from this, the Knicks will not beat them. So that's what the Knicks need is a star. But for the time being, I know it's fun in New York to have that team winning, but also the injuries, man, like, yeah, God. That was going to be my point, man. You you have stars in the NBA that are getting hurt, right? Bad, you have Giannis, dude. you have Embiid get hurt and banged up. You uh you see Tyler Hero out for the mm-hmm. rest of the playoffs. And, and, like, those are the guys I wanted to see. I mean, I was really excited about that Miami series. Oh, I thought Giannis 100%. was about to win an NBA champ. Like, I thought Giannis was about to be like, I'm the official best player of the yeah. league. I'm a top. I'm the second best power forward of all time getting a champion. Like, Giannis had a lot on his plate that I expected, and maybe he comes back. Uh, but like for Embiid, to your point, Embiid needed this playoffs. He might win an MVP, and now who knows if he, he can go through a finals run with that injury. Well, and the crazy thing has been the Embiid controversy, right? Yeah. The, the oh, well, he, he definitely kicked yeah, somebody it, and flopped. The <laughs> kicking and, and just the falling down. Really, uh, Pelicans fans will remember this. It reminds me a lot of Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, God, I just butchered his last name, but Dirk, right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, the Pelicans fans, I, I was actually talking to my dad today. It was like, you know, when the Mavs came to play the Pels in the, in the playoff series, it's like every single time he got touched, he would fall and draw a foul, right? And that's what MVPs do, but that's the type of basketball that people want to watch. It's no, not, for sure. Absolutely isn't. And but Doc I, said Embiid's MRI didn't go good, so it's like, oof, is he coming yeah. back? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, the, we know the narrative about Harden is that he disappears in the playoffs, and I think with that team without Embiid, shoot, man, oh, it's done. Take that series over. Yeah, you know? it is done. Like the the Nets, the Nets are just not lucky that they feel like the Nets are aren't lucky that Philly already won the series. But like whoever the uh, the Sixers are f- getting ready to face. They're about to yeah. eat. <laughs> like uh, they're, yeah. they're going to beat the Sixers because with no Embiid, they don't have no shot. Because I'm sorry, it's not Harden from Houston. Like, and it's not even Harden from OKC. This is an old Harden. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's like it, you know, even Tobias Harris has gotten older. You yeah. know, no, for and, sure. And, and it's like you you get concerned about it because I didn't think the Nets. I mean, look. <laughs> Shout out to our buddy JJ, who thought the Nets were going to win a couple of games, maybe win the series. That was <laughs> never going to happen, right? <laughs> Thanks for the case of beer. Um, but, you know, the Nets were just not a team that I was, you know, ever thinking that something was going to happen. Um, but, you know, it's like y- you look at their series coming up. I made a mistake about Jimmy Butler. They don't play them next. They will play Boston. Uh, I don't think Atlanta's going to oh, win yeah. that series. It's 3-1 to one no. right now. Boston is looking like the best team. In the East, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Especially and, and, with Giannis out. Like Yes, yes. And and look, I, I think Boston has a good chance to to win the series in five. 
uh, once they get past Atlanta, uh, most likely in the next game, uh, you know, with no Embiid, with, you know, questions around a team that's getting older, like the the 76ers are still a really good team, but Boston has just been a they're in their prime. Top team in the East. Yeah, yeah. they're like, in their prime. All their guys are in the prime. Like they, the only one that's not is Al Horford. Like literally, you're hitting Jason Tatum in the in the him and Brown in the parts where they're supposed to be. And you know what they say? No matter how much upset Brown was, winning cures all. And as long as they keep winning, they're gonna keep being happy, and you won't have to deal with those problems until the summer. Absolutely, man. And 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 so you know, I, I my biggest takeaway from the East is. The Celtics, the Celtics are them right now. I will uh, say though, if Giannis can, if if the Bucks can get out of the Heat series and Giannis yeah. get healthy, then then things can get things can get dicey for Boston. Yeah, they can, right? And I mean, Milwaukee is definitely a team that because I'm not doing the Milwaukee slander because I did it the year Katie and <laughs> Kyrie and James Harden when Katie's foot was that close from beating them uh-uh, i'm not i don't i don't pick against Giannis. Giannis is great and like drew holiday does what he needs to do that bucks yeah. team is coached even though budenheiser i don't necessarily like some of his decisions they play his system well they play good defense and they're a team that other teams should aspire to be like so like yeah i'm uh, milwaukee is gonna definitely be a threat but as long as ball Bo- as long as boston's fully healthy they got a good shot at, at making the finals. I can't say win it at all because I don't know who's going to come out of the West, but they got a good shot well, at making the finals. Well, Miami needs to, needs to win their series. True. Uh, for us to truly feel like the Celtics will. True, true, true. Uh, to win. I, I, I think if the Bucs are there, they always have a shot because if the Bucs win that series, that means they have Giannis. Mm-hmm. They're down 2-1 right now. They're playing at Miami. Yeah, um, that's uh, tom- tomorrow at 6.30. Tomorrow, yeah. And it's like, this team has to get a win on the road against Miami. If they don't, they go home so one. Yeah. The Bucks series may be over with, right? One in three straight. They can do it, but it's going to take a healthy Giannis. It's going to take a healthy Giannis. And I don't know if he can win three without straight a coming off a back injury. Right? Yeah, coming yeah. off a back injury. That's, yeah, that's a lot to ask of someone. Like, it is. It's, a, it's, it's a lot to ask of someone to come back from that injury and make the trek to the finals, but let alone come back 3-1 right as you get healthy. Like, yeah. So to your point, they got to win game four. And, and and he's a guy that goes into the paint. Like, he's going to the rim. That's He's how getting he hit. Like, yeah, like he's, he's getting, getting banged for sure. Getting hit. And, and there's, you know. There's only so many heating pads that you can get nice after a game. And uh, quarter zone shots. You can't take too many of them in a row. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's not right right now, and he needs to get right. But that's kind of the thoughts about the East. We'll update more next week. We should be able to see that next round of matchups. Um, then we can pick I, I, I guess, yeah, let's just pick and look at what we're looking at the rest of the series. Um, right now, uh, just go Hawks, Celtics. I think we're both on the same. Yeah, the Celtics. I've got the Celtics winning that for sure. I do too. I have the Celtics um, winning the next game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, it's it's ending in five. <laughs> uh, let's go Bucks Heat. Um, I think we kind of just gave our opinion yeah. to a degree. I think the Heat win the series if Giannis doesn't play. Oh man, I, all but right, I do I'm, think they win the next game. I do I'm think gonna that the pick Heat win the next game. I'm gonna pick. The Bucks to win the next game, and I think it's gonna be one of those performances where Chris Middleton comes out and like Chris Middleton or Drew are gonna pl- have their game to where if Giannis doesn't come back, they ain't winning because you just got your best from Chris Middleton and Drew. 
So yeah. I'm I'm gonna pick the Bucks to win the game. Uh, the series. Mm. Mm. I'm all right. I'm I'm gonna rock with the Bucks. I'm just gonna take the L if they lose. I'm gonna go with the Bucks because I think if Drew gives them a game, Giannis is the type of guy to say, "My guy got the game. I'm coming back. <laughs> He's gonna come back." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and look, I don't disagree with you there. I, I think that the Bucks have enough on their team to be able to get past the heat, but I think that not having Giannis is huge. Oh, it's huge. And, and, look, and Jimmy Butler is gonna take Jimmy, advantage Jimmy's of that. been playing <laughs> Jimmy's been playing well. Yeah, so, he has. Uh maybe not in that first game, but he's been playing well since then. So that's a fact. Um, obviously 76ers nets are already done. done yeah. So l- let's move over to the West. Uh, hey, I hate Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies. God. <laughs> God, I hate Dylan Brooks, bro. Oh, I've never pulled for like when Anthony Davis left. I said I'm never pulling for you again. I am pulling for Anthony Davis and the Lakers to win this series because it's the lesser of the two evils. I hate that fake Stone Cold, uh, Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar wannabe, and Dylan Brooks. If you're gonna bark, Dylan, you gotta back it up. And if you can't back it up, you can't run away and not bark when people ask you a question after you bark. LeBron made you look bad, and now I think the Grizzlies are going to be toast. I'm, I'm, let's go, Bron. Let's go, Team LeBron. Ooh. And you know, you know, I don't like to pull for them. I don't. But <laughs> God, I can't stand the Grizzlies, man. Uh, okay, so let's let's do the same thing with the East Coast. What, what's your Biggest my biggest takeaway, my oh, my biggest surprise. Oh, it's the Kings. It's easily the Kings. And, but actually, actually, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the easy pick. It, the biggest surprise is how how bad co- injuries has harmed Kawhi. Like that's mm. my biggest takeaway. How I'm not gonna do the Stephen A. Smith. He's the worst superstar ever because that's bullshit. Yeah, that's, it's just yes. it's how bad injuries has ruined his career. Because in the first game when he was healthy, he looked like the best player in the entire playoffs. He did. He did. And and look kind of similar to the Pelicans. It's like Russell Westbrook. And, and look, the Suns gave him a lot of love after Game Three. Or, He's sorry, playing his four. ass off. <laughs> He's playing his ass off, man. Yeah. And he's looking really good after all the slander that he got. Um, and, and you got to give credit big... to Ty Lue. That's a Ty Lue a- thing. I a- think he's absolutely. a good coach. Absolutely. I do think Ty Lue is, is one of the best in the league right now. Um, and, and look, Westbrook is a surprise. I think Kawhi and his injuries are a surprise. It's, it's, I thought that series would be super competitive. I thought the Clippers um, had a shot because they I, did, I, too. I did, as well. The Suns, I did as well. The Suns aren't gelling, right? The, the Suns aren't gelling. The yeah. Suns are older. I mean, they're yelling at each other on the court. They like, got they got rid of their entire bench. <laughs> they, they, got, they got rid of their entire bench. They got they got rid of the, the glue that held them together, to be honest, in my opinion. Mikael Bridges? Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that the Suns didn't need KD. And they may have been one of the only teams that you could have said that about. Um, New ownership, look, I, I, trying to make a splash, win now type and, shit. And, and, yeah. and look, he help, he helps, mm-hmm. right? There's no doubt that he helps. But at the same time, it's like, is this team going to win a championship? Because if not, it's like, he's... <laughs> is this team going to win a championship? I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. Right now, I, they're not showing they me. The, I think they can win the West. Yeah, I don't think that's a doubt in my mind. I just don't know if they're I deep enough to be Boston. I think it's a difficult road to get there, you know, because 
I think there's multiple things to look at it. I think you look at their length is still a great factor, but they lost some of that and losing two small forwards and bridges and Johnson. And, Johnson. Yeah. and, and, and look, I mean, the, those guys, the Nets didn't skip a beat really whenever mm-hmm. they, the trade happened. Like they're getting and no help from their bench. Like Josh Kogi, Damian Lee, Bismack, Biombo, Landry Shaman. No one is helping them off their bench. No. <laughs> like no. it, it is bad. Like, but I will say to to your point about Johnson, huh? Hopefully the Pelican, that's a guy Pelicans can target. As well as if Paul George, look, the Clippers are gonna have to blow that up. Like they're they're not keeping that team together. That team is injured. It's all it's done. Paul George, you want to come to Nola? I'll take you. <laughs> he, he, he loves Herb. He loves yeah, Herb. he does. Herb. Yeah, he does. You love playing with Herb too, you know. But so, but um, you know, I I I think that. They did lose a lot. Obviously, in the playoffs, you can do seven, eight man rotations, and that works out, you know. But you're gonna but need a bench when game. you see it. Yeah. When when you see it already in the first round is a little troublesome against a, a Suns team that against Westbrook doesn't have their wow. best player, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean you're playing against Westbrook, right? Yeah. And, and and you know I I think before yesterday's game, I, I felt a little bit better about the Clippers, but you know music Kawhi. Um, their loss to the Suns at home, which I thought was difficult to see. Um, and now up 3-1 is kind of tough. Look, they, they, it, for them to have a chance, they're going to have to go in game five. Yeah. At the Suns, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the series is over. Uh, it, and, you know, obviously it's 3-1, so they would have to win that game. But, you know, I think the biggest thing was, you know, they needed to – to win at home, and they weren't able to do that last They night, needed to so. win that game where Norman Powell dropped 42 and, yeah. and like, Absolutely. like I said about, like I just said about Drew and Chris Middleton, you can't lose that big game from the guy that you don't expect to give you the big game and not win, not win that game. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can't get that 42 point performance from him and not win that game. Cause you're not going to get one again. Maybe yeah. not for like two series. You might get one in the finals, but if not, this is part of the story that got you on to the next thing. He contributed. Now you're going to have to need another one. Maybe in the next years from someone else. You got to win those types of games from your role players. Absolutely, man. And, and and so, look, I think the Suns are in a good position. I think they're going to win the series. Um, we'll give a pick towards yeah. the end. But, you know, as much as we talked about the East, obviously the injuries are a huge part. The West has really two series right now that are compelling. I, look, I, we won't bore you all with the Nuggets and Timberwolves. Nuggets right about to win. They the, might, if the they don't win tonight. <laughs> Timber, it, it, it's 3-0 right now. Nuggets mm-hmm. are going to take care of business tonight. I, if I, they look, don't, I, it's ending in five. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, let's start with a series that surprised people. You alluded to it at the beginning with the Kings. Warriors take care of business. They're going back to Sacramento. Series tied 2-2. Um, it, I mean, it's a one-point game that they, they won yeah. last night. But I do think that the Warriors have found themselves to a degree they're figuring them out, and what does uh what 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 does the war uh, what do the Warriors have that Sacramento doesn't have? They have championship experience, and they have a better head coach, and I think yep. that showed once they got home. Now the narrative, and, and it's true, they struggle on the road, and, and and we'll see in Game Five what happens because they will have to win one on the road to win the series. This has everything that you could have to scream a seven game series right now oh, for sure but it's been awesome to watch and i think it's the difference awesome with the warriors now and then when they were really losing during the regular season on the road is 
those games Wiggins missed really affected them. And to your point about them figuring it out, I think Wiggins is finally getting back comfortable. And I think the more Wiggins gets comfortable, the more this team will be better because Wiggins is truly their second option. Like, yeah, truly. So, like, you need him to be good for them to win. Have you been surprised, puzzled, confused as to almost the lack of production they're getting from Clay? I just, and it's not lack. Like, Clay's been playing well, but it's not. I've just it, come like, to. It's not ex- Splash Bros anymore, yeah. right? I mean, it's like same thing with Jordan Poole, you know? It's like you're not, you're not seeing what you wanted to see. Like, I had full anticipation of this being a five, six-game series and Golden State running away with it, right? Me too. I, I thought it was going to be six. But I think it's time to just accept that with the injuries to Clay, this is what we're getting from now on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the explosion just isn't there anymore. And I thought people, and granted, he did have two injuries. And normally and, and, you come back after really, the, He played really well today. He had 26 he points, three assists, two rebounds in 39 minutes. I mean, but it's just not the same explosion. Minutes. That's the thing. It's just not the same explosion. I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, and, and some of it's on defense that you see that he's not that lockdown guard that he used that's to be. where you know that's yeah, where you see it at the most yeah. absolutely man absolutely and look jordan full had a good game as well um it, but i i agree with you about you know wigan starting to get back on his feet and, and being able to see a lot from him in they terms need him of being to be able to help you know yeah he has to wiggins has to be on point next game and that next game wiggins you need him to get at least 24 points minimum because you're on the road. You can't expect shooters, the uh, bench players to help as much. So you need Wiggins to be anywhere between 24 and 28 points. And then Steph between 25 and 35. And if those two guys fall somewhere in between there, I think the Warriors can win, but like, it's going to be tough. I'm, I, but kudos to the Kings for figuring it out with uh, Kavon Herder, um, Kayvon, <laughs> that's what I just call him, Kayvon. But Kevin Herter, Fox, Sabonis. I like Sabonis as like this Jokic light that, but that can score a little bit better in the paint. I like that Fox is finally becoming that point guard that people thought. And then Malik Monk and uh, Kevin Herter is the shooters. It's really working. The thing is, I think the Kings will be even better once Keegan Murray gets a little more experience next season. Yeah, look, the Kings are going to be a team to watch out in the West for years to come. Um, but I, I do think that the Warriors have the ability to win the series. I agree. Um, I, I think that, you know, Steph's going to continue to put up 28 to 36 points, 40 points, whatever they need. Mm-hmm. And he'll continue to be able to do that in a quick fashion, right? We yep. all know that that's what Steph can do. We know that Clay can still score, whether it's from the three, whether it's from a mid-range whether it's going to the basket, he's going to be able to do that. And, and look, Wiggins, you get good games, you get mediocre games, average games for him. I, I think the biggest problem for this team, though, has been Jordan Poole's play on the road. And, you know, <laughs> like people make jokes about certain things, but it's like maybe that home cooking is a lot better than it is on the road. You know, yeah, it's like, no, sure. you know, you see him in game two only scoring four points. You can't get that out of somebody that you're paying the type of money they're paying True. them, you know? No, for sure. And, like, he's supposed to be a vital piece. Like, he's supposed to be the person that pushes Clay to the fourth option. But with his play, he's not doing that. And you and you need him to get right for them to win, for them to win another championship, let alone this series, you know? 
Yeah, look, the the Warriors in Game Five are going to have to have, you know, Steph score twenty eight plus points, thirty plus points, and they're going to have to have Wiggins, Clay, Poole all be in the mid twenties, low twenties to be able to win that game. And, and can they do it? Absolutely, can they? Can sure. I mean we've seen them do it. We've seen them been dominant for like I, mean, I said, can't almost bet, a decade like I, now. You know, like I don't bet against the Bucks. You can't really bet against them either. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we'll give a pick on that one as well in a second. Lyndon Lyndon started yiping about it at the beginning, but it's let's true, talk about the Lakers and the Grizzlies. God, I can't stand the Grizzlies. <laughs> so, so the thing that intrigues me the most about the Grizzlies is that are they a better team when Jaws not playing? I look last, or, but when the season started, or like halfway through, I said that I, I legitimately was like they might be better without him. But the thing is, without him. It's they don't have a scorer. If they had someone who could score the ball legitimately, they might be better because Ty uh, because Tyrus Tyus Jones makes the game easier for Jaron Jackson. Unlike Ja, because Ja and and Jaron kind of play in the same locations, yeah. and it forces Jaron to be more outside and shooting threes. But the way that Ty Tyus penetrates, he doesn't go all the way to the rim. He stops free throw line dishes. And that allows Jaron to be at the basket, be in those short corners, and not have to be out. So it's the way that Tyus plays point guard that I think fits these players a little bit more than the way Ja plays point guard. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, you know, we've seen... And that's not saying Ja's a bad player, because Ja's he, great. He's like, not. He's not. He's great, right? He almost had a triple-double uh, in yesterday's game. On. He put up 45 <laughs> yeah. points. Like, the guy's incredible, right? He is incredible, but this team just has something about them where they they just struggle whenever he has a game like that. When Josh yeah. scores that many points, they struggle. They Facts. they absolutely do. And you can't score nine points and give up 35 in the first quarter. You're always going to lose that game. Because really, if you look at it, if you look at the second, third, and fourth quarter. They were coming even, back. E- even though they lost the third quarter by four, they would have dominated that game. No, for sure. They would have dominated that game. They so, let LeBron punk him. It's all because Dylan Brooks was yapping. <laughs> yep, yep. Sometimes it's best for guys not to talk, you know? 100%. It's best for some guys not to talk. And, and like, and, Anthony, and, he, Anthony needed that game after the last one, letting Xavier Tillman whoop his butt. God! <laughs> I mean, that's the AD that we saw with the Pelicans against the, you know, the against, Trailblazers. Yeah, he took over. I mean, 31 and 17. Baller. That's, <laughs> That's a very impressive game for him. That's the Davis. AD that people thought he was, the second coming of Tim Duncan, but a little bit better. That's what he is, not the, oh, I'm going to score 12 points and get three rebounds and let Xavier Tillman drop 22 and 12 on me. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, look, I think this Grizzlies series is super intriguing. I think there's lots of good basketball that's being played right now. And like that series could go seven. Like it yeah, could. That, that, I think that series will go seven. Absolutely like, will go especially seven. Especially with Anthony Davis's inconsistencies. Because for the, for the Lakers to win, not only does LeBron have to get 20-plus, Anthony Davis has to get 20-plus. Like, Anthony Davis cannot have a – and let me not even say 20-plus. Anthony Davis kind of has to have 24-plus. If, if yeah. there's a game where Anthony Davis has 20 and LeBron has more than them, they're probably going to lose that game. Because as great as LeBron is in his old age, he's not the first option of this team. He's the second option. He is. Anthony yeah. Davis has to be the first option. Yeah. Yeah, and they have to balance off each other. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes AD can't do that, right? Yeah, and, facts. And, and you see them struggle when he can't. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. Because, and that's when they lose. Like, yeah. the, Lakers, the Lakers have a pretty decent bench and supporting cast around them. They do. But, but 
they need their star to play well, right? That's what it and, comes and, down to every and, time and with them. It, it's like Memphis, like I was saying earlier. They they don't need Ja to just drive this team. They need to play as a team, right? If they can figure it out, play as a team, you know, they're down 2-1 right now. They need they to go back. out yeah. and they need to win a game and steal one back from the Lakers, and that's something they can do in game four, right? Yep, Absolutely. I I fully believe. Hey, that. shout out to Austin Reeves. Feel after that, yeah, <laughs> I, I like that guy. The I'll, I'll say, I'm Reeves saying this. Impressive. Out of all the LeBron white guys that he picks between like the <laughs> Della Vadovas, the uh, the Carusos, Austin Reeves is the best one. Like I, I stand on that. That dude's a baller. <laughs> mm. He is absolutely. I, I agree with that. But it's a little early to be, be for sure. That. For sure, that's fair. Because Delhi was better on defense. He hustled. And Caruso is a good player. But I just think talent. Let, let me say this. Talent-wise, he's better. He has to, like, yeah. live up to it. Like, he has to get has that to potential. Continue. Yeah, he has, he has to, to continue, turn right? that he's potential energy started. into kinetic. And, like, and it'll yeah. work. But, like, if not, then you're right, for sure. He's very early in, in his run. But he bet on himself. Because he, he the Pelicans wanted to draft him. But, like, he's, he told everybody no. Went undrafted. and was like, I'm playing with LeBron. That's a smart dude. That's a smart dude, man. Yeah. Tell you what, he plays with the Pelicans. Pelicans are still playing basketball right now. Facts! So Facts! Let, <laughs> let's get into picking. I think, you know, even though this game's going on and it doesn't matter the what the result are, is, <laughs> the Nuggets are winning that series. Uh, Phoenix and L.A., look, I'm I'm all on Phoenix winning that series. London, how you feel? Yeah, I'm picking Phoenix as well. No Kawhi, no series. <laughs> like, it's just that simple. <laughs> Yeah, no matter what heroics Westbrook does. Uh, Westbrook might get a game. I, I'm not going to put it might. past him. He, he might, might get a game. He might. He might. In, he in, he in, may in, hurt Chris Paul in a game, too. So, um, and, But the Suns aren't hey, just all Chris Paul. I know we haven't <laughs> talked about this, but, and, and we'll probably talk about this more the next episode or after the, this round is over when we get ready to pick further down, like, the playoffs. But if the Suns have one injury, it's over with. Like, one injury and it's over if, with, if it's one, and, and it doesn't and if it's one to uh Booker, KD, Paul, or Aiden, any one of them, it doesn't matter which one, any one of them, it's over with. Except AD. And I'm I'm uh, CP, sorry, CP3. Oh, CP? Oh, yeah, I think, he's the, I think he's the bottom of the totem pole in that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's get into the interesting games. Uh Sacramento Golden State. How how are you feeling about that? Is uh they're going into game five tied uh back in Sacramento yeah. where Golden State struggled immensely and they struggled on the road this season. I'm uh even though they've had their road struggles, I'm I'm convinced that with Wiggins coming around, I'm picking the Warriors to win in seven. Hmm. I'm gonna say a seven-game series, and I and I think anything that that I think the Kings needs needs to win this series early if they're going to win it. And the longer this series goes, the more it's just in favor of the Warriors, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and I see that. And, and look, I almost feel opposite too, to a degree of saying that Golden State needs to win game uh, game five on the road and then finish it out at home because they've had those struggles on the road. You know, I I, I think they won a game seven, right? But I think they have a better chance to win it in six. For sure. So they need to continue the winning streak against Sacramento. They need to go in and take care of business. Um, otherwise, we're going to see Sacramento, a team that's going to be really yeah. exciting in the West. A team that 
Hey, if they move on, they can beat some people. No matter what team wins this series, I think they do beat the winner of Memphis and the Lakers. And the Lakers, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm kind of with you on that one. Like, if the Kings win, I definitely think they can beat both Memphis and L.A. Like, for sure, because AD, if AD had fits with Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman, oh, oh, the Sabonis, you can't have an off game against him. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, I I like I like the winner of the Warriors King series to come out and beat the winner. Of the, I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So look, I man, I I used to hate Steve Kerr. I love Steve Kerr. He's a great coach. He is. <laughs> I mean, he's a great coach. The same thing with you know watching Curry. I used to hate him, but he's just he's it's incredible, man. He's incredible. Yeah. You know, we talked about the women's game. A lot of that's because of him. Him facts, I, yeah. And, and and so I do think that Golden State wins the series, but I'll be the first to say that that's the most difficult pick I have in all of these right now. Oh no, I agree. Um, and and you gotta just give Steph his like this is a greatness pick on Steph. This is like yeah, yeah, this no, is, this is this is Steph. We are like one hundred percent Steph and we're picking I, I, because I agree. of Kerr. Like I mean, Steph is a Right now, he might fall eight, nine, ten. But when it's all said and done, he's gonna be pushing seven, six, five, four, like all time great. He just passed up Dirk in all time playoff points. He passed up Scottie Pippen. This dude is gonna it, it change the game. You don't get Caitlin without Steph Curry. There's no Caitlin Clark. Straight up. Yep, absolutely. Let's get to the last series. Um, one that's probably the next most controversial yeah. series to pick: Memphis and the Lakers. Um, it's Lakers are up two one. Uh, another game in LA before they head back to Memphis. Uh, huge game, right? Memphis needs to win one on the road to get back home court advantage and to win the series, right? Uh, who do you have in that series? I'm picking the Lakers. King James will get his team to play well for game five. He will get look if there's any game LeBron is going to go out and score 40, is this next one? He He's going to do everything in his power to make sure this team wins this next game. Like you said, to go up 3-1. They may lose the next game after that. They might. Like, it's very much so. But it's about winning this one, this next one, keeping home court, and then bringing the game six back to L.A. to finish this up. Um, I'm going to go the opposite way. I think, Ooh, Memphis, okay. I, think, I think Memphis wins the next game. I think there was some amount of disrespect. I think that there was... <laughs> I, I mean, look, it, these are younger guys. They, they're they on social media. They read things. They hear things. Um, there was a lot of disrespect. You think they go that take was, it personally? <laughs> I, I think that they, they will take it personally, and I, I think they're going to come out hot in that first quarter. And, they and better. I think that's the, big, the biggest difference. I, I think this team's athletic. I think that they can, they can guard LeBron. You know, I don't believe in Anthony Davis. I never have, right? And and he's the X factor in this series and a team that doesn't have their big, um, you know, playing at center. Um, I, I think that that's the biggest struggle Memphis has, but they don't need to do that if they can stop LeBron. And when I say stop LeBron, let LeBron down. get his yeah. mid-20s, right? With, even what they did in last game, right? They could have had some offense. They would have won that game. And that's what I expect to see um, in game four is, is a better offensive punch from the Grizzlies. So, it, look, man, ton of exciting NBA basketball. Playoff basketball is always fun to watch. Uh, and it's even more fun whenever you get good series in the first round, right? Hell and, yeah. and we have a number of them. And we have a number of them with 
high seeds, right? Uh, we're not talking about competitive series in the four versus five. We're talking about competitive series in the two, seven, three, six, one, eight, like exciting and that's good things stuff. to watch. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Because some of those teams, they win their game. They're going to win the next round. They're going to go to the Western or Eastern conference finals for the but first time. And like some, the, some of the, these teams, it's like the first absolutely. time in their history. Absolutely. And, and at the same time though, it's like that one game, I mean, and that's what it is when it comes to the playoffs, but that one possession, right? Change that one mistake, game. that one turnover, that's how close these series are. Um, let's get to the last thing I want to talk about real quick because I don't want to ignore the NFL draft, but I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. Yeah, we could do a whole I'm episode on that in a bit. Exactly, exactly. And and look, maybe we'll we'll do a lot of recap on Sunday next week, but I do want to talk about the Saints – Obviously, a team that after the season you were thinking maybe a rebuild, maybe shipping some guys off to bringing Derek Carr, bringing in Jamal Williams, bringing in multiple pieces, you know, fortifying the defensive tackle position, uh, bringing in a few guys. What's the one position you want to see them draft? Or give me the top three you want to see them draft. Defensive line, linebacker, tight end. Hmm. Oh, actually, and, no, I take the tight end away. Defensive line, in, in interior defensive line, not defensive end, interior defensive line, linebacker, running back. Let's get another backup. And, and, and look, there's been a lot of talk about that, obviously. Um, you know, I think guys like to see more from the running back position. I think people are, you know, there's a lot to see what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. Uh, B. John Robinson's a guy that, that has been shooting up boards. He's ranked eighth yeah, I don't think by Pro do. Football Focus. I don't think we get him. I mean, people have mocked, mocked him to him, but Gibbs is a really good running back, and I'd be happy with him, right? Yep. But the position that I think uh, here, here are my three. I think defensive end. Okay. Cam Jordan is getting older. True. I don't know what you're going to get out of Peyton Turner. You know, he's been he's not as good as Zion, but he he has been unavailable like Zion has. And you're going to expect a lot from him over at that position. You need you need something on the defensive line. I think defensive tackle has not improved, but they've maintained. So a defensive tackle is right there. I mean, those are the two biggest question marks, the two biggest positions. Especially after uh, losing some like Anyamada and Tuttle. And absolutely, guys. absolutely. And based on what is in the draft tight end, uh, you know, if – if the Saints can draft Dalton Kincaid, hey, I'm going to be ecstatic. <laughs> I will be ecstatic. I will be so happy. But I think that there's multiple good players in this first round. And, and and look, you don't have to be in the first round to have success. You can trade back. You can yeah. add some depth because the best portion of this draft is 40 to 75. Hey, and that's why it's Absolutely. good we go, we go late first and then early second. So, like, you can get your guys back to back. Or, like you said, you can trade back, get multiple seconds. It's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, we, we, you know, we got to dedicate, like, more time to that. So, just early <laughs> Absolutely. thoughts. Absolutely. So, look, exciting things. Thursday's the NBA draft. Uh, we should get a lot more answers when it comes to the NBA playoffs. LSU has a big, uh, serious win over Ole Miss. They look to continue the winning, the continue of the sweeping as they – play host to Alabama. I mean, shoot, we'll talk about it next episode. LSU spring game. That team looked pretty good, they but did. it is a spring game, but they do have good pieces. They have good additions that they added this off season. Um, excited to see that excited to see the freshmen come in and, and look, 
we talked about it. UL baseball rough weekend after beating LSU. Softball continues to do what they need to do. But oh yeah, is the NFL draft this Thursday? I was confused. You said NBA, but yeah, this Thursday NFL it, draft. NFL draft. I, I apologize. It, NBA playoffs continuing yeah. as we get more answers with the NBA. Um, so excited to see what the Saints do. Excited to see local players and where they end up going. Is um you know exciting time for sports. Before we get to that uh, dreaded dead period mid-july but um there's a lot to talk about between now and then and we will have it for you on a weekly basis on what is now the primetime podcast may change may stay the same but the content will always be great y'all let us know y'all let us know if y'all want us to change the name or keep it the same let let the fans tell us what they like but the the twitter platform will be the same same yeah for sure we're not changing that (laughs) at primetime pod uh, make sure you check out the Bros Who Think Network. Lyndon, what you got going on with the Bros Who Think? I know that Schubert's back. Yeah. Um, I know there's a change with Brooklyn, but I'm excited to see what y'all have coming out. A lot of good stuff this week. If you haven't checked out the uh, latest episode of the Bros Who Think podcast, check it out uh, this week. But this week's upcoming guest on the Bros Who Think podcast, he just started his own podcast with Saints uh, running back Jeremy Hill. And it's the re-up podcast. His co-host, Adam Dollars, is coming on the show. We're going to be talking about how him and Jeremy Hill started that podcast and what they're looking to do in the podcasting space. More so, I think they're going to be more interviewing-based of players getting experiences from local guys. So I want to talk to him about that. Uh, we're also going to have anime talk out, bros who binge out, and a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of YouTube content. We're pushing a lot of YouTube content uh, going forward, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, but also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and you can stay up to date by following the bros who think at bros who think on Twitter. Well, Lyndon, I appreciate you coming on. Of course, I look forward to what we will create with this show. Yes, sir. As we bring on guests, but... For Lyndon Burton, my name is Charles Reese. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy some sports. Go make some bets. Follow our advice. You know, every now and then you do get to hit that 1,500 We'll give parlay, a betting segment but, next to next week. We can but, start but, one soon. But yeah, we, we, we will start doing some betting segments. We'll continue to evolve the show and make it, it the best version that it can be. But y'all enjoy y'all's week. Y'all have a great week. Stay blessed.